Hello, and welcome back, everybody, to a guest episode of For Your Run. If you haven't checked us out before, my name is Sean. I am joined by a yet... Oh, nope, there. Mm, laughing. <laughs> Normally laughing. Today I wasn't know. until no, now. I was trying to hold it in. Internally, I was laughing, but mm. then she snuck out. <laughs> yep, yep. The laughter. That's Blair, everybody. Yep. Hi. Laughing human. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we have reached lie number one of our day. I will follow it up. How with many lie lies two. are there? I'm also quote unquote great. Great. We are great. Um, yeah. We're great. Um, yeah. Today, everybody, we have a legitimately great person. We do. On That's true. Pod. She is great. Her name is Kelly. You would happen to know her on mm-hmm. Instagram as goal underscore bigger underscore mm-hmm. Kelly. And for those of you at home listening, Blair and I in unison <laughs> did some hand make gesturing sure, for the sure underscores. We were Don't both in that. unison all about the underscores. Um, so maybe that's a theme for the day. All about the underscores. Yes. Um, Kelly runs all the things. She does. Um, one miles, five my five Ks, 10 Ks, 15 Ks, halves, fulls, qualified for Boston, ran that old Boston ditty, has done all of those things. Mm -hmm. Um, This year, she is lining up to run a mile race, a 5K race, some other stuff, a half, running Indy in the fall. Yes. We do, before we send you off as I false underscore here, um, (laughs) for Blair's assistance there. this, for everyone's knowledge, completes the For Your Run uh, trilogy. So only Blair and I are aware of this and yes. Kelly. But um, first, uh, some episodes back, we interviewed yep. Becca, Becca yeah. who was a wonderful human. Yes. And upon completion of Becca, we knew at some point that we needed to talk to Kelly. Yes, because they live now, near each other. In the midst of that, mm-hmm. we talked to Heather. Yes. Also an awesome human. Now, when Becca's was done, Becca said, Kelly, you're up. And we yep. took note. And then life, hmm, life <laughs> happened. Yep. And then we got Heather. And upon completion of Heather, we saw from both Becca and Heather that Kelly really needed to happen. And listen, we're just here to appease. So yeah, definitely. We said we have to complete this trifecta. So this will complete the trilogy of Becca, Heather, Kelly. Mm -hmm. Um, We are not going to try and be the Star Wars here and and continue on with fours and fives (laughs) and sixes and sevens and eights and nines. A nice Um, even three. Yeah, this is the trilogy. We're putting an end cap on it. That's not to say sometime maybe all three of them come back maybe as a round table to reminisce about the trilogy. I but, am um, for that. For, yes. That yes. sounds a fantastic, like a party. Yes, that's what I say. So without further ado, everybody, <laughs> we are going to get onward to Kelly. We hope you enjoy. All right. It's Kelly. Now, Kelly, um, I don't want to just jump right in, but the thing about this is one, it's nice to meet you officially in 
virtual space. So hello. Yes. Hello. Um, two, the, the funny part to this, in my mind at least, is that you are completing a trilogy for us, <laughs> which is Becca and then Heather. And then yes. so Becca happened and Becca said, you have to get Kelly. And then Heather happened and Heather, I think, said to us, you have to get Kelly and then commented that you're the remaining puzzle piece. So um, <laughs> to everybody out there, this is the um, completion of a trilogy, the the Becca, Heather, Kelly trilogy. So welcome. <laughs> it's I nice love it. To talk to you. <laughs> oh, well, so you are not terribly far from me. You're in Ohio. Um, and I want to give you a bit of an opportunity to tell people who you are, your life a little bit. Um, and I, I will say, I don't know if you're the same way, but whenever the weather says we're going to get thunderstorms, <laughs> I like to lean into it. Like, give me the good thunderstorm. I'm here for it. And I don't necessarily know precisely where you are, but yesterday, Ohio was very thunderstormy and we got none of it. So I have a mild case of thunderstorm envy over here as we got none today either. Today was supposed to be our day of thunderstorms and sit in the living room and be cozy. And, and all we've gotten is a little bit of rain. So um, yeah. I will let you go on and, and tell people a little bit about yourself. So we had thunderstorms Friday morning and then we had some late yesterday afternoon, but nothing today. But I am a little bit north of Cincinnati, so I'm right in between Cincinnati and Columbus. Um, I live in a small town called, called Orgonia. So that is where Orgonia Running Club is yes. based. Um, so you guys heard about that from Becca. Becca is the founder and president of Orgonia <laughs> Running Club. So I am a member now. When um, Becca and I have been friends for a long time, um, when we first started, uh, when we first became friends, we both did not run. Um, so that has just came about in the last few years. And it's pretty cool that we both just fell in love with it. And we literally live less than two miles apart. So it works out very conveniently um, that we can just meet and run whenever. And that's how the club started. Cause you know, you have to run the big hill, and you have to live in the zip code. So <laughs> I can check those boxes now. <laughs> I I have, I would say, a small percentage of my interest um, in wanting to claim residency in Orgonia for just a brief period of life so that I can at least lay some claim to being a member of, um, of your little, your, your club. Um, we do allow honorary members, so we will make some exceptions. I mean, the Hill's a beast. So yeah. if you do visit and you're on the Hill, you're probably going to be an honorary member. Um, I have to ask. So I, I know that you did get a run in today and I saw that you had posted a little bit about your run yesterday. Mm -hmm. Um, and in your story was an elevation map, which did look intimidating in parts. Did that contain this hill you speak of, or was that different? 
It didn't. So the big hill that I love, um, I fell in love with it because it was closed because of like a landslide. Um, So no traffic was allowed there. And so I became like friends with the people that lived at the top of the hill. And I'd be like, hey, um, can I park here? (laughs) I'm going to run this hill. And so (laughs) I would just park there and then I would do repeats all the time. Um, So now that it's open to traffic, it's a little bit, the logistics are a little bit harder. Um, So I I, it's kind of windy, um, and people fly on the road. So I make sure my husband can follow me and kind of escort me when I do run it. Um, there are quite a few big Hills around where I live. So I got in some other nice Hills, but not the big hill yesterday. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. There was lots of undulation in your, um, elevation change (laughs) yesterday. And I, I had a small inkling, uh, Kelly to just, um, jokingly wonder if you had like gotten a motorcycle or car escort up (laughs) the hill because you are a very, very fast runner. Um, and I'm looking at your elevation and you somehow, you know, (laughs) my brain was just like, wow. Um, there's like this 200 foot of elevation change in your run and your pace was still faster. And I thought, that must be cool. (laughs) (laughs) You know, just to give a little bit of a backstory, I started running in 2013. Yes. And when I started, it was because my friends Camille and Ashley wanted to run a color run and I won't do anything unless I'm prepared. That's just my personality. Um, So I never worked out. Like I never ran. I played basketball in high school, but you know, you're done with that. You get busy with work life and working out just goes to the side. I was more into going out and working or, you know, not physical activity things. Um, so they asked me to do this and I can tend to be, um, a little competitive, uh, mainly with myself. So, you know, I'm going to start training. So when I did that, I couldn't even run a mile without stopping to walk. And I just think back to that. And I was like, Oh my gosh, that was 2013 and I couldn't even run a mile and look like I'm crying because I can't run a marathon when Boston was canceled or, you know, you get hurt or something. And I probably would have cried if someone told me I had to run (laughs) back then. (laughs) So it's funny how things change. Um, But that's what got me started was doing that color run. I did that. And then I was like, Oh, people don't really keep track of time on these. And I was really disappointed um, (laughs) because I wanted that like, competitiveness and people are like, Oh, colors, like, that's fine. That's fun. But that's not what I wanted. So I signed up for a 4th of July race and then I got hooked and I was like, all right, I'm going to do a half marathon, did a half marathon, stuck with running for about two years. Um, and then I never like truly fell in love with it. It felt more like a task. And so I stopped running for about two years. Um, I took that time to really focus on my career. Um, I had a lot of exams to take and I just, you know, had a different focus. Um, and then in 2016, I was really close with my grandma and she passed away and I needed something to focus my energy on. Um, and running just came back into my life. Um, I was very heavily focused on treadmill running. Um, I think my longest distance was like 16 miles. Um, that's when we moved out here to the country and I 
was scared to run by myself, honestly, because I lived yeah. in a subdivision first and then you move out here and it's like, there's all these animals and like just crazy roads. So I did a ton of treadmill running and 2016 is really when I fell in love with running. And ever since then, it's been just a staple in my life. That's so just awesome in a lot of ways. I am internally a bit uh, laughing because your wonderful kind of coverage of your, how you started and all that stuff Boom. Knocks both my first two questions right out, which is fantastic. Um, but so you run when you've run your first half. Um, I know that that was in the kind of stage one of, of mm -hmm. uh, running for you. Um, at what point does, you know, everyone kind of discovers these things in their own ways, but at what point does was Boston something you were mindful of in phase one of running or not at all? Honestly. Okay. So my brother and sister, I'm the youngest of three, my brother and sister both ran competitively. Um, so running is in the family, but I'm the youngest and I'm want to be different. Right. So <laughs> I like to do things my own way. I got to do it on my own time. Um, I was always their biggest cheerleader. I traveled all across the country to watch them run races um, because they ran in college. And then my sister, did a little bit after college. Um, and so I have been around running basically my whole life. I just honestly had no interest at all in running. Um, my brothers ran Boston once when he went, I'm like, Oh, that's cool. I've seen that on TV. I had no idea what it was until probably maybe 2017 when I started getting back into running, that's when I heard about Boston and I was like, Oh, well, that sounds fun. I'm like, I always said I would never run a full. And then you just start adding the miles and you just, like I said, it was more about the process. Like I fell in love with running. It wasn't really a task anymore. It wasn't to get in shape. It wasn't, it was really for me. And I needed that mental clarity almost. Like I said, I got back into it because I was grieving from my grandma. Um, and then just with work, it was stressful. I was climbing the ladder at work and I had goals at work and I achieved those goals at work. And I'm like, okay, what's next? And yeah. it, you just kind of figure out like, okay, uh, I don't think I want to go into that level of work. So I needed a different Avenue and it was just kind of everything just fell in line. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> there, there are, I love when things kind of are interesting parallels. I, when my grandmother passed away, um, she had really, really bad arthritis and I can just, I, I never did anything in while she was still alive, but the last um, 20 years that I knew her was just arthritis. And it was just okay. her in a wheelchair with really no ability to do anything. Um, and I was mindful of it, but it was yeah. only after she had passed away that I really was kind of like, um, I would say I had a similar thing to running. I, I wasn't super interested in running. Mm -hmm. I, my mom kind of gave it to me as the ultimatum for cross country in high school. And I was like, that's fine. I guess like if that's the thing you're making me do, I will do that thing. Um, but whenever she passed away, I absolutely had that kind of clarity of like, yeah, she, right. Probably the last few months of her life. If you could say what's one like walk, move, not be in a wheelchair. So 
it had that profoundness of like, you know, I should just be more active. I should kind of get my act together. Um, and that's kind of when running started coming back around and then some kind of light switch kind of in the same way. Yeah. Like I had some professional stuff going on. Some of it was a little bit busy and crazy. And I was like, I don't want that thing to be the dictation of my life anymore. Exactly. I need to, I need, I, I really need to take some hard ownership of like, I need at least at that point, like take 30 minutes for myself and go yes. do something. And um, so, yeah, that that's, it's interesting. Um, you know, some of those parallels, but um, so we, we've talked a little bit about phase one of running, falling kind of out of love with running and then coming back to it. So I, I, and you have done many, many, many IG posts. So I was not going um, <laughs> to put myself, I wasn't going to go, I wasn't going to go all the way. Um, but I did go a, a fair amount back um, and, and had some moments of laughter, just seeing how um, long, you know, it's not, you know, by IG standards, it's long. It's seeing Heather's name liking your posts and Becca's name yes. liking your posts way back, even 2017s and stuff. Um, but, you know, as you come back into running and there's a new bit of a, you know, you always wanted to do it with purpose and with mm -hmm. ambition, but now there's a bit of a more focused roadmap that, you know, you find out that there's Boston and it's not just, you can pick to run it. It's this whole set of things that has to happen to run it. Um, what type of person are you in the motivational sense? Are you, how hard are you when things don't go your way versus how, like, I almost, <clears throat> I find myself to have a bit of like imposter syndrome when I hit a goal. Mm -hmm which is I can't really ever be happy, right? Like I'm yeah. disappointed if I don't do well. And if I do better than I expect, I wonder why and not, I don't accredit it to like, I worked for it. It's more of why, why did this happen? Um, so what is your relationship like with those things as you're looking at those goals? So when I first started getting back into running 27, you know, I'd ran about a year and then 2017, I was like, I'm going to run a half marathon. I haven't done one in a few years and I'm going to break 130. So I, we went out to California because my brother-in-law and sister-in-law live out there. So we ran long beach and I ran, um, <laughs> not smartly. <laughs> so I would say I was very immature at that point. I didn't understand pacing. And I think you'll see, I'm very conservative with my pacing. Now. Um, I love progression runs and there's a reason for that because I did the crash and burn there. I was like, Oh, these pacers for the one thirty group. Oh, I feel great. I'm going to go way faster than goal pace. And then, Oh, guess what? They passed me at like mile eight or nine. And I vowed after that to never, ever run like that, like an idiot basically. So I took that as a lesson. I was hard on myself. My husband's like, Oh gosh, are you going to be like upset this whole trip now? Because we had the rest of the week in California. And I'm like, no, like he knows I'm very, I'm very hard on myself, but it's like I said, I'm competitive. And I think I'm like you to where I always want more. So that's something I'm always working on is celebrating success. So I, after a race, I will always be like, Kelly, take a minute. Let's celebrate this. You worked really hard. You're training. Like you stayed exactly what you wanted to do. You hit what you wanted to do. Like 
take a moment, breathe, celebrate, and then move on. Because sometimes I'm like, okay, what's next? What's next? Uh Like, Uh oh, could I have pushed harder? Probably. Like my husband's always like, you're smiling at the end of every race. Or when I see you, he's like, you probably could have pushed harder. I'm like, yeah, but I'm having fun. So I'm finding that balance of like pushing myself, but having fun at the same time. So it's a work in progress for a long answer. (laughs) Well, I was gonna, um, one, say you are in equal company, Blair and I um, both excel. I don't think at giving ourselves any <laughs> even seconds uh, to to you know sit with something. So I will applaud you for um, finding a little bit of something to give yourself even a minute or five minutes to yeah be happy with with an effort. Um, when it comes to just, you know, I, I remember I finished the one marathon I've run and I, I tried really hard. I actually remember fighting myself <laughs> to be like, be happy. <laughs> um, yeah. I really was like emotion, find emotion, <laughs> be grateful. Um, and then some guy, I, I, I've told the story, I think three or four times on the pod already. Some, some person, I've never met since didn't meet before I'm working to find emotion. I'm like, going to do it. I'm going to be happy for myself. And some person (laughs) walks up to me and goes, are you Sean goes running? And I go, yeah, (laughs) cool, man. Nice to meet you gone. And then, then I was like, well, okay. Uh, I guess I'll just go find my family now. (laughs) But, um, the whole thing was a little bit weird, but yeah, it's, it's difficult to, find those opportunities. I think, um, as you were talking through work life, run balance and all those things, I've joked with so many people that the move, the target never stops. You always think mm-hmm. I'm going to, once I hit that, then once I, no, no, no. Once yes. I hit that, then, well, no, yes. no, no, no. Once I hit that, then, um, so that's, I think this is a wonderful question. Um, you did get to run Boston mm-hmm. in October. I did. Um, you've broken 130. Is it 126? Yeah. 126 is where you are? No? Um, I'm at 125. Okay. Oh, oh, so okay. I was at 125.40. <laughs> I think I'm 125.35. Okay. And I'm trying to break 125 now. Okay. Okay. Well, so that was that was my question. So where's where has your roadmap shifted from October? Uh, I, I know that you've run a couple of races already this year recently, and you've got a couple more things coming up, but like, where is, where is Kelly's next, like beeline blinders on focus? So, um, I, to go back after Boston, I really did celebrate Boston. I was very happy. I went into a lot of my races last year with an open mind and no goal time, which is kind of different for me. Um, I took a lot of pressure off of myself and I just realized, you know, you trained really hard, you enjoyed the process. So let's just see what you can do. And that, that was really rewarding for me. And that was something totally different for myself, but you know, I celebrated Boston. I was like, yes, I finally got to run it. I did way better than I thought I was going to like, I, me, like there's a lot of races. I'll write out a plan for myself because I'm very type a and I'll be like, okay, mile one to two be here mile three to four be here and lately i just changed that and i'm like okay just here's your guardrail for the first four miles and then just see how you feel um 
So I think going now into 2022, um, my big goal is I am signed up for Indy to run the full and I am shooting to break three hours. So that's going to be my big goal this year and exciting news to, um, let the you know complete the trilogy is yeah. Heather and I are going to both run Indy together. So um we we pretty much chat every day online. Um and we're really excited. You know, she's in Florida, I'm in Ohio, but we have both have completely different training. Like she likes high mileage, I'm better at low mileage. So we're really excited to just see what happens, right? Because we're two totally different people, two totally different training plans. Um, and we want to meet up and see how it goes in Indy. So Indy's the big, big goal in November. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really um, great. Yeah. I, I was a little bit curious as you were, you're, you're doing a really great job of setting <laughs> questions up that I didn't even have questions about. <laughs> Um, which, you know, um, I, you know, this is kind of, I am a business analyst. A lot of people don't know what that is. Um, I work for an insurance company, so I do facilitate a lot of meetings. I have to <laughs> kind of predict what people are going to say. So this kind of falls in line with my profession. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, well, I, in my professional job, am normally the troubleshooter trying to dig into what people are actually trying to say. The great part about you today is I'm not trying to interpret. You're just hitting me with stuff. Um, but so you spoke to like, we did, you know, in talking with Heather, it was big mileage weeks and stuff like that. And I certainly noticed in what you've spoken to a lot, you're more low mileage and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Can you... I have a a great deal of interest and I I think that there's really something to be said for the effort it takes for people to find what works for them. And I, I, I have plenty more questions outside of just this, but how did you, what happened that let you kind of understand that low mileage works for you? And then how does that what does that structure look like in terms of your training for, for marathons? Yeah. So my first marathon, I tried to run in 2018 in the fall and it was a crash and burn. So I thought I could follow this online plan and run two workouts a week, 70 miles, two weeks in a row. And I wound up injured. So I couldn't run for about 10 or 12 weeks. Um, so I learned the hard way. And that's pretty much how I have to learn. My sister, like I said, ran back in college and she was a low mileage runner. Um, I feel like, so maybe it's kind of in the genes. And she tried to tell me, she's like, Hey, Kelly, you might want to cut it back a little. She was like, I don't know. We're kind of built the same. Um, high mileage didn't work for me. I think you're fine with lower mileage and you know, I'm a little sister, so I didn't listen. So I had to learn the hard way. And once I realized my body's just not made for that, I came up with a plan. And that spring, I was able to peak at 50 miles, which could be a lot for some people. But for me, 50 was my sweet spot. And I took out all of the like extra speed workouts. And I just focused on base mileage. So I learned to just kind of add on. Um, I've only ran three live marathons so far. Um, so it was Xenia here. It was a small one in Ohio peaked at 50 and then, um, well, I guess I've only ran two. Yeah. And then Boston was my second one that I actually ran, um, live. So Indy will be my third full 
that I've done live. Um, so I've just been kind of tweaking as I go. And then um, my big thing to add last year was strength training. So, you know, yeah. everyone says you need to add strength training. And, you know, I kept saying, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. I'll do that. And yeah. Uh, <laughs> other things come up like, uh, eating or, you know, yeah. <laughs> anything besides strength training. So it's just been a work in progress and just slowly kind of adding a, adding in mileage and making sure I do cut back. Um, so around 50 to 60 is usually my sweet spot. Okay. Um, what does, so a lot of things, publications we read, typically are in like the 80 to 20, you know, 80 easy, 20 um, hard. Is that generally your structure for your easy running or do you yes. have a little bit? Okay. So I, um, I use a Garmin heart rate chest monitor to make sure I keep my heart rate low. Um, so pretty much every run I do, I try to keep my heart rate in my easy zone, which is 131 beats per minute or lower. Um, so that's pretty much the bulk of my running. And then, um, I'll do one speed workout a week and then I'll do my long run with Hills. Um, and I'll make that a progression run. And then the rest of the time, I'm usually around like eight forty five a mile to nine minute pace per mile. Um, just depends on what your sleep was, what you did the day before. So that, that pace can change. Um, so I use the heart rate monitor as one input and then just listening to my body as another one. Sure. Yeah. Um, I, I've seen a lot of posts. I think maybe Blair, you probably have too. of, um, <clears throat> it, it, as we're all kind of tiptoeing back into summer building block season, there's all of those goofy memes of like, you know, all the things you forget as a runner or <laughs> tell me about how cheap it is to be a runner. Um, you know, the, the entry point for all of us is always like, well, all you need is shoes and people are <laughs> right. like, right. Um, and as you fall into it more and more and more, it's, um, you know, all of the other things in terms of stuff you wear, but then it's, you know, eating the right stuff, doing the strength work, doing, you know, all of those other things. And I mean, depending on how you approach those things, it can either become very expensive very quickly, um, or at least, you know, be a, certainly a bit of more of an added expense, but, um, how, how has like your strength work come into running? How have you been juggling those things? So I downloaded the Peloton app on my phone and that is how I motivate myself. So, you know, it's only $13 a month. I like to be pretty frugal. So I'm like, if I'm spending the money, I know it's $13, but I'm spending the money on it. So I'm going to use it. So that is one way I help keep myself motivated. Um, and I try, I try to do like weights twice a week. So I will do it after my work, my speed work, and then I'll do it after my long run. You know, I'm not perfect, but that seems to work pretty well for me. Yeah. Well, and <clears throat> I think you're just teeing them up, Kelly. What can I say? <laughs> um, I, I wanted to just speak to a moment there of like the I'm not perfect thing. I think that is such an important piece of being a runner is like only in reflection now can I be kind of humble or modest about it. But like when I trained for my first marathon, I kind of did some of the same stuff you did, like overtrained, found yeah. a thing in a book and thought yes. training. Great. Go me. 
uh, exploded. Like I, I got to the marathon, but you know, there were periods of weeks where I had it flare ups or, you know, I couldn't sleep on the right side of my body just from how inflamed <laughs> stuff was and toenails and all of those things. Um, but only, you know, only now, you know, my, my wife is getting ready to, you know, she's in the early stages of training for her first and I'm like really okay. Like I try to be very, very outward to her of like, yes, you're going to fail many things and yes. that's okay. Like, like I fail, like, my God, I met, I blew up so many speed works. I blew up yep. so many tempo runs. I blew up two or three of my final three or four long runs. Yes. And arguably I might've missed 40% of the quality sessions of my block heading up to the marathon, but you get some of those in and you can do it. You know, I mean, yeah. there's that little bit of added boost of race day and, you know, bigger marathons have bigger crowds and those things can elevate you. But that, the, that little phrase of like, I'm not, perfect, I think is really, really important even now into June, just mm -hmm. as we all, you know, start trying to build miles up and, and ask a lot of ourselves. I invested so much in so many goofy things. My first ever training cycle of like, oh my God, if I miss my 10 mile run, I, I can't possibly run the marathon. That's four months from now. Exactly. Cause I didn't hit I my know. Um, so that, that's a really, I think, important thing that so many of us, you know, Blair and I have joked with some guests of just like, no one, no one on Instagram is disappointed if you didn't PR your run. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, yes. So, there's so many people that hit, hit, hit social after maybe it didn't go their way. And they feel like it's an apology. Like they have to put it in the newspaper and like apologize to their community for like, yes, I'm sorry. I let you guys down. And everyone's like, <laughs> you did it. Like we all exactly. still love you. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's a really important piece to just for everyone to be mindful of. And I, Blair is my coach and I haven't handed her these words yet, but I had, <laughs> I had a run yesterday and sometimes your brain gives you false justification. Like I did not do a good job fueling Friday night. And it was, you know, Saturday was the first welcome to humidity and heat yes. in the Northeast. Yes. And I woke up Saturday morning and was a little bit scatterbrained. Didn't put much in my body before the run either. And the first three miles, I was like, man, this feels great. I'm great. And then like <laughs> three miles later, my body was like, no, you're not. And like exploded. Um, yep. and the Sean from three or four years ago would have been like, well, you blew it. <laughs> Everything's unraveled. All the things are done. But instead I was like, dude, nutrition, strength, running yes. is a part of it. It's not the whole thing. Exactly. Like, um, today's run would have been better had we drank like more than more than 12 ounces of water this morning would have been a really helpful thing um, versus, you know, prior me being like, I'm an idiot. I didn't drink yeah. it. I was just like, it's okay. We were a little busy. Everything got a little away. 
it's okay. Um, and it's, you know, it's all about learning, right? So yeah. I like to say it's not a failure as long as you learn something. So, you know, before you race, don't do that, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. like that. So just don't do it before a race. And that's all that matters. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I, um, I also laughed a lot yesterday at how many Northeast because Blair's over here grinning ear to ear at all of us going, it was 82 and humid. And she's like, please tell me about your 82. <laughs> um, like Heather, right? Heather's doing the same yes. thing, I'm sure. Like, oh, it was hot today, was it? it was yeah. hot. <laughs> um, so, and, and hysterically, as Blair came on, she was like, it's so hot here. And I can't so stop. I was like, it was miserable. <laughs> I can't stop sweating. It's like the third time I've showered today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just being in the house is too much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I do, Blair and I are both very, very interested. This is a mild pivot out of the running for a moment, but um, let's, let's talk as we've gotten one or two barks in this episode. <laughs> so everyone's a little aware, but um, you have two dogs. One is, I would say still pretty puppy phase, right? There's yes. really three years of puppy phase, if we're being honest. But how is new puppy life and how is how are the dogs getting along? So I have Tito and Twix. Tito is about three and um, he was a stray that just showed up one morning and he is my running buddy. So he runs a ton of miles with me and I love that I have him to do the easy mm -hmm. runs and Blair, you don't know what winter's like. But... No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> and I you know, having him helps me get outside. Otherwise yeah. I'd be on the treadmill all the time, which is yeah. fine, but it is nice to get outside when you're cooped up all the time. So having him in the winter is like a lifesaver because it helps motivate me to get outside. Um, and then Twix is our newest addition. She just turned six months old two days ago. Um, I actually found her parents while I was running. Um, somebody dumped them on the bike trail and the mom was super pregnant and a neighbor, cause the bike trail is only a couple miles away from my house. A neighbor was able to take them in and she had eight puppies and I was able to kind of be there along the way to help see the puppies. And we had recently lost one of our old dogs that was 16. And I was like, you know, this is like perfect timing. So Twix is been the perfect addition. She is slowly wanting to run because she does anything Tito does. Like that is her <laughs> idol. Um, he is amazing because he's helping train her. He's like a built-in babysitter. <laughs> yeah. So she wants to run a lot. Um, but since she's still growing, I'm being a protective mom and not letting her do that as much. Um, I did take her out on Friday because I was in between meetings and I had a lunch break and I was like, you know, she's got a lot of energy. That girl ran a 643 mile. Oh my gosh. <laughs> she wanted to run faster. And I'm like, no, you got to slow down. Like, can't do that yet. So she's uh, full of energy. Yeah. <laughs> she's yeah. really cute. Like, really, really cute. <laughs> uh, I, I laughed so hard, Kelly, because Blair sent me her notes and the lead off was just puppy. Like, mm -hmm. just yes. puppy. Um, I don't have dogs, I so I just like to dogs. see everybody else's. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we are, Autumn mm -hmm. and I are in the midst of mm -hmm. second dog. Um, <laughs> so 
we are going to go um, a, someone that I worked with and I, when I worked in a building um, had gotten a puppy, adorable little dog. I have, I'm allergic to everything, Kelly. So <clears throat> I'm allergic <laughs> to dogs to some extent. I'm allergic to yeah. grass. I'm allergic to pine trees and leaf trees. And Oh, that's terrible. Uh, right. So this season right now, I can step outside my door and like smell what kind of pollen's trying to attack me today. <laughs> um, but so I have to pretty much get doodles, like golden yes. doodles. Um, so a, a coworker got this golden doodle. It was adorable. So and, cute. Oh, uh, so we fat we we contacted the people that she got it through my parents went and picked up his brother so we have one my parents have his brother oh, they can God. play together um but you know you were speaking to you had a 16 year old dog so autumn and i were kind of like and and so here's one joke kelly so my grandmother that i spoke about that mm -hmm. had arthritis and she had a lot of health problems so her passing wasn't sudden um so and it was also kind of a relief because she had felt so bad for so long. It was kind of more of like, she's not suffering anymore. Right. But my dad, my mom, and I found ourselves almost laughing to the point of tears because about three months after my grandmother had passed, our family dog that we got when I was in high school passed. And my mom, my dad, and I were floored. Like worse than when his mother, like when my dad's mom died, we were all like, yes. you know, kind of grieving. We were leveled and we were like, is this fair? Like the family dog slams you like to the point where Autumn and I, you know, our friend that got us into this, um, the, the golden doodles was like, mm -hmm. yeah, we just keep two of them in rotation because then you don't have that yes. huge grief. So um, that's exactly. So <laughs> about a week and a half ago, I lost my chihuahua and she was my everything. Um, yeah. She was 15. She was in my wedding. Like she was there. Like I bought my first house with her. Like it was just she and I, cause Rob yeah. wasn't, my husband was in the Navy. So like we did everything. She flew, she did everything. So that we had those two. Um, we called them Chi Chi and Cha Cha. And so now we have Tweedo, the next generation. And it's like, I don't know what I would do without them because they're there. like, yeah. you don't replace them, but yeah. they're there to help yeah. you through. So, yeah. So we a hundred percent were like, after, you know, it, we got to kind of get Hubble into the groove to the yeah. point where he's kind of out of puppy phase. And then yes. we're going to think about it. And, um, like four, three or four months ago, they had one extra dog and we were still kind of in the waiting phase, but all of a sudden, like the, you know, all the lights went on. We were like, oh my God. And then we naturally yes. ended up talking to them. So in June, we're going to go see our next uh, member of our family. That's and then exciting. Come up a few weeks later. So um, Hubble is, uh, We'll be interested to see how he adapts. Um, he's he's very um, pleased with his independent lifestyle, so we'll we'll see how that adaptation goes. He's gonna love it. It's gonna be so fun. Yes, he will love it. I know Tito keeps Twix in check. He's like, you know, you've been on, it's like you've chewed on me enough, like times. <laughs> time. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, 
all all things puppy photos are always very very enjoyed mm-hmm. for sure mm-hmm. um so yeah we will we'll have to keep you updated whenever yes, um please. hubble i think is going to be really really frustrated for a couple of days and i think it'll iron itself out but i think he's gonna be like yeah. what is this why is this yes. so yeah but um so back into running um you've done flying pig recently yes and is the queen bee the next thing you have coming up so i have um i'm gonna take a break and do some shorter stuff so i am i hate the mile but you know (laughs) gotta do it right so Mm -hmm. i did a mile race during flying pig weekend Mm -hmm. um that weekend was an off weekend for me um my chihuahua was sick like running isn't all physical it's a lot of mental my headspace was just not in the right spot so just an off weekend for me there so i'm ready to try the mile again um i'm gonna do that july 2nd there's a local mile race a road race and then i always do a fourth of july 5k so i'm gonna you know do the short stuff that i don't (laughs) like doing but it's good for us right yeah yeah Um, so I got those shorter races and then I'm looking into doing so Becca's family, um, her father-in-law is from Utica, New York and boiler maker is a big thing. Mm -hmm. Um, so they have been wanting my husband and I to do that for years. So I may do the boiler maker 15 K in July. Um, and then I've got a half, a local half here in August and then queen bee and then Indy full. Gotcha. Well, that's a, that's a full calendar. That's a full, yeah. That's a, and, and it's a nice build up too. You go the mile to the 5k to the half to, yeah, you've, you've really tried to be strategic. Yourself. I try to be strategic. Yeah. Um, and you know, I think you're speaking to something that we really hung on to when we talked with, uh, Heather was just like, it's something that's there's stuff that lives in the back of our minds, but I think you're speaking to it. Well, she spoke to it well of like, we're not always just trying to ascend one mountain. Like, you know, you have to, you have to, you do have to detrain to some extent, like you have to take those breaks. Um, Is that something again, is that just something you naturally adapted to? Is there, is that something that either Becca or Heather kind of has brought into your training sessions how did that come about i would say um so spring races are hard for me because i am not like i need to move to florida i always joke with heather that i'm gonna get a um, winter home in florida Mm -hmm. because i'm not made to live in the cold weather Mm -hmm. Um, so it works out perfectly to to kind of detrain in the winter because i would rather feel my face and fingers Um, (laughs) so i kind of back (laughs) off the training in the winter it's hard for me to do speed work like i'll do some long runs and i'll do it if i have to like when boston 2020 was still happening i did most of my training in the cold like i made it but if i could choose to i love summer training i love Mm -hmm. the warmth um so my jam is fall races um so that's when i try to take my winter to kind of just work on base building and kind of do a little bit more strength training than i would do in the summer well and like I, in a roundabout way, this is the way my brain justifies summer training. <laughs> it's kind of a cheat code, right? Cause it only gets cooler, at least traditionally into your fall marathon. So your body kind of like starts tricking itself into being like, 
we feel really good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I want to, I want to, we have to, especially for Blair's sake over here, Peloton wise, who, what people in the Peloton community do you like in terms of your workouts? <laughs> So for, I love their 10 minute core workouts. Like I try to do one of those every day or six, five, six times a week. Um, so I love Selena and I love Olivia and Callie. Um, and they do pretty good, um, leg and glute workouts too. And then I am a fan of Beck's Gentry for the strength for runners classes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've joked with Blair that, um, Callie works for me because Callie's tall. So I yes. tricked myself into saying she's doing workouts that are agonizing for tall people. So I will just follow her into. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, she's got really long legs and so do I. So whatever she's doing, I'll just keep Must doing work. those things. Yes. Um, but yeah, Selena too is uh is a a, a go-to in our in our household. So um yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so outside of uh, summer training, have you ever done indie before? Will this be your first time in indie? I went to indie this past fall with Becca. Okay. Um, I actually so you... did um, an official pacer. So I paced the 145 group for the half. And okay. then um, that's what Becca was training to do also. So it was a fun trip. Just mm -hmm. a little quick girls trip. Um, it gave me the chance to kind of check everything out too. Yeah. Cause I kind of had Indy in my mind, um, but I just wanted to scope it out. And then it was fun to go up with Becca. And that was my first real pacing gig. And that was awesome. Mm -hmm. Like I cannot wait to do that again. It was just such a rewarding experience. And if, if you can do it, I highly recommend it. Awesome. I'm, I'm going to make the joke too, of it, it's probably really, really difficult to have fun with Becca on trips. It's, it's just terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's, um, you know, between you, Becca and Heather, I mean, that's why I've joked that it's the, the trilogy here. Cause, um, all three of you have been wonderfully fun to talk with and, uh, yeah. I mean, we're not certainly done with this episode, but I, I'm feeling like when we were done with Becca and Heather, we were just like, why was that so much fun? That's not supposed <laughs> to be that much fun. Um, yeah, it's fun. Heather. So Heather and I have followed each other for years. Like you said, you saw like yeah. back in the day and I take my mom again, kind of back to my grandma, um, life's short. So I just want to enjoy memories rather than like material things. So ever since my grandma passed away, I take my mom to Florida for a Christmas trip. Um, and we just do like just a mother daughter trip every weekend. Um, not every weekend. I wish. And Heather's like, Oh my gosh, you're only two hours away from me. She's like, would you like to meet up to run? And then, you know, my mom's not really into Instagram. And so I had to like explain to her <laughs> yeah. what I was doing. And then she called my dad and she's like, um, do you like, I'm like 30 years old at that point. And she's like, she's going to meet this girl. I'm going to ride with her. I'm going to ride with her. <laughs> just to sit in the car while they run together. Cause I need to make sure she's safe. So, she's such a so good that mom. was my first um, meetup with Heather was my mom. My, my mommy rode with me in the car and she <laughs> her to meet Heather. And she sat in the car and read a book while we ran whatever, six or eight miles. So um, sweet. And then she got the stamp of approval. So I was, now I'm able to meet Heather alone. <laughs> oh, very good. Well, that's very good. good. That's good. 
I, um, I, I had that same thing. I took my parents to Chicago and watching my mom and dad were standing at the bean in Chicago. And I'm telling them we're going to like, I'm, Oh my God, I'm so excited. We're going to meet these people. And she's like, and (laughs) you've never in person, you've never met any of these people. And I'm like, no, it's fine. And she's like, how many? And I was like, there's like 30. And she's like, and you've never met these people. And I was like, no. Um, so yeah, the, there's a thing in their brain. That's like, it doesn't make, this sense. is the whole thing of how we told you not to get not to talk to strangers, the, you know, yes. well, uh, even my husband, like we're at races and he's like, who is that? Like, how do they know? I'm like, Rob, you take all my pictures. And you know, <laughs> he just like, I don't know. He's just not into social media. So he's the man behind the, the camera. Yeah. Well, I was <laughs> going to say, job. Yeah, shout out to him. Cause he does a fantastic job. Yeah. Um, oh my goodness. Um, I do have, I'm trying to think of all my questions here. I'm still kind of scatterbrained, but, um, I do also want to ask you a little bit in terms of just like with, with what works for you from a fueling perspective, I'm more so just curious, everyone's different, but, um, I'm curious what things work for you. My realization from yesterday for myself, Kelly, is that uh, I think my body has reached a state of, I I now think I need some electrolyte tabs. Um, I'm the person that is like just salt crystals. So I I think that I need to put some of that into, into my training, but I wonder fueling wise, what works for you and what you've adjusted along the way. Yeah. So I, my biggest meal is dinner. So I feel like, I don't know. I post pictures sometimes. I don't do a lot of, like, I don't follow a certain diet or anything. Um, we eat at home like 98% of the time I would choose to eat home. Like if we go, like I'll go with my parents to like my niece's softball games and they laugh at me cause I'll pack food. Cause I don't like to eat out. Like I'd rather know what's in my food. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're really about eating organic, eating like the whole foods, but I would say that's the extreme of my diet. Like I don't count calories. I don't care. Like, you know, I'll eat snacks, stuff like that. But, um, dinner is my biggest meal. So I eat a salad that is probably bigger than my head. And then I'll go into my meal. And my mom's like, how do you do that? I'm like, (laughs) I need the food. Like I can eat a lot, but, um, I feel like that helps me then the next morning. So I don't have to eat like a huge breakfast because I still have all that food on my stomach. Um, my big thing in the mornings before like a long run is I'll do a liquid IV for caffeine. And then, um, I love our bars. Uh, they're like energy bars and they only have three ingredients. So again, I'm really about eating, trying to eat clean. I'm not again, not perfect, but that is the goal is to try to eat clean. Um, I'll do that. And then on a run, um, most people, fuel probably more than I do. I feel like anything over like 15 or 16 miles is when I'll take a gel. Um, under that I don't typically, so I need to start maybe trying to add more of that. And that might be a downfall of mine, but it it works so far for me. Um, again, learning as I go, but I'm a big fan of, um, Huma gel. Again, the ingredients, um, look pretty clean. So I'll take that. And then something I'm going to start experimenting experimenting with is the salt stick chews. Mm-hmm. Um, those look interesting to me. So I have yeah. some of those to try. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, so to kind of uh, final rapish upish question. Um, so you've, you've been on IG, like I said, you have a lot of posts on IG. You've been on there a while. Um, what has, you know, what kind of got you started in terms of a running account on Instagram and what kind of surprises you about like maybe how you have changed in terms of what, you know, Instagram has changed a lot. Um, but like, what would the you from like, I think I'll create a running account to like today, like what would the, what, what would that person maybe think if they looked at your account today? <laughs> so I guess I would say I created my account because a lot of my friends aren't into running. And so I saw myself like posting on my personal account runs and I'm like, nobody cares about this. And then I saw how awesome the running community was. And it just kind of drew me in. I'm like, Oh, there's people that actually like want to talk about running and don't just like, Oh, like it just out of being kind. Right. Like yeah. they're genuinely curious and I was wanting to learn and grow myself. So that's what prompted me to start an account. And it was just my way of, almost keeping like a journal so I can look back. Like I enjoy looking back at last summer. Like I know you can't compare everything, but I like to see kind of how I felt, what was the weather that day. And if I have that post, like that's just a good documentation. Right. Um, and then, like I said, I, I just really enjoy seeing what other people are doing, um, and learning from others too. So, I started it mainly for selfish reasons. And um, it's funny, I was actually just chatting with Heather about this last night. I'm like, I have a personal Instagram account. I don't think I ever told you about that. She's like, oh, that's your secret account. I'm like, well, I'm just going to get on there. And I said, you know, what's funny is my running account used to be my secret one. Like Mm -hmm. my family and friends didn't know about it because I didn't think they cared. And then it just kind of took off. Like I I don't pay attention to like how many followers I have or whatever, but sometimes I'll look, I'm like, Oh my God, like there's that many people that really are interested. Like it's really cool to be able to connect with that many people. Um, So looking back, I would never have imagined that my account grew like that. And I wouldn't have imagined that I would be doing reels. You won't see me dancing or doing things <laughs> like that. Although Becca told me, she's like, I'll dance with you. And I'm like, Ugh. maybe after a couple of tequila shots. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Be- Becca, I think, is the safe entry point for, for all things like that, for sure. So that's very funny. Um, well, I want to say great big thank you for one coming on and talking with us uh, to giving us some closure. Uh, I think ever since we talked to Becca, we've had this understanding that there were, there were three of you that we needed to get to. Um, so um, yeah, this has been really fun. Um, I hope you and Becca have, you know, it looks like you guys have tons of fun every time you both get together. Um, and I, I told her, um, I know that you guys kind of threw them together, but when you guys wear your Orgonia uh-huh. running club shirts, I'm like, so legit. Like, so <laughs> no, we've had people pass us on the bike trail and they're like, is that a real club? We're like, oh yeah. 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 <laughs> of course it <laughs> is. It is. It is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I joked with Becca. I think after her episode, I was like, "How do I get a shirt? What do I have yeah. to do?" And I I think she, in joking, she was like, 
you have to run up the hill. That was the other rule. You had to be in the part of the zip code. You were only only honorary if you ran the hill. Right. <laughs> um, well, best of luck with mile and 5K. You've really set yourself up here for the summer with the mile, the 5K, the half, and then into Indy. So yeah. um, best of luck on everything. Uh, we are excited to watch it all happen and continue to see the evolution of what happens with the puppy and uh yes hopefully... i was gonna say i can't wait to see your pup dates too yeah. <laughs> yeah they will be coming fast and furiously i'm sure as, as everything comes in so um all right well thanks so much for for coming on today uh we really appreciate it and you know we'll see what happens at india and maybe we'll have to have you guys back on for tons more fun stories yeah. we, we might All have together. to say you becca and heather. and heather i agree all three on. yeah i'm, I'm, I'm sure. sure you could twist our arm <laughs> <laughs> i don't think um i don't know we're kind of shy so we don't really like to <laughs> <laughs> yes that's yeah. the word <laughs> and blair and i don't like talking <laughs> no fun would be had there <laughs> All right. Well, best of luck. And we will probably have to figure out another time to catch up with you. So we'll maybe talk to you soon. That sounds great. It was an honor to chat with you guys. Thanks so much. Till next time, everybody. All right, everybody, as Blair and I wrap this episode up and dance as we <laughs> wait to do the follow-up of this episode, um, Kelly, she has all the info. She, she does. I really appreciated her. Just has a lot of good stuff going on. Very good insight. Lots of yeah. great recommendations. Lots words of, good of wisdom. Yes. Yeah. Yeah gave me all kinds of words to take and turn into more questions, which was fantastic. Yes. Um, I didn't want to hit her with this because it's not anyone's fault that they run the races that have the names that they're named. Yes. I texted you this Blair. And so <laughs> I'm going to follow up with this. Um, so this is not a knock on anybody, but there's a race out there called the flying pig. Yes. Kind of happens to be in the news right now due it to does. a family Some that other, did a mm -hmm. weird thing. Choices that were made mm. by people. Mm -hmm. uh, we're not going to go there. Nope. Um, not <laughs> I mean, I think we kind of just did and you all kind of know. Um, so there's Flying Pig. Yeah. And then later this year, Kelly's going to run something called the Queen Bee. Half. And yeah. at that point, like, are we just doing adjective animal like i'm for are we it just creating more of these so i texted back to blair with should we like do the prestigious dolphin should we do the caesar puppy should like i'm for I, anything that has an alligator in it like yeah, as a yeah. representative of florida <laughs> yeah the uh the um something that i love an alliteration something that starts with a <laughs> the agitated alligator would Ooh, that work that could work because that it would work. be hot mm -hmm. You could throw some yeah. vertical changes maybe in there, and that would really agitate me. A, a big swarm of gnats, that would be very agitating. <laughs> There's a ding ding for Blair and I, everybody. Yep. Nats. We have mm. some gnat trauma from gnats. yesterday. It's gnat season. Thank, yes. That just 
hashtag blessed for for Nazis. No, I did not feel blessed. I was hashtag no. raging. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I felt like the anger emotion yeah. from inside out. I was yes. Okay, I'm going to try and do something on the fly, which is Uh-oh, not a great call. <laughs> this isn't going to work. Uh, I'm going to try and go find. I We had a couple of people who had answers to the question, and one of them was my favorite for sure. So I'm going to go is try and find it. Review? This is the fast food review. Okay. Which is great because it's almost dinner time and I'm hungry. Yeah, yeah, it is. So it is. This, this is, is only going to help us. Um, so to all of you who signed up, I do want to say thank you for the messages about your favorite fast food. We appreciate them. Uh, it's really funny. This was not intentional for this episode, but the winner of our fast food hilarious comments is actually going to be Heather runs fast. So (laughs) one part of our trilogy uh, is the winner. And so I'm going to read this Uh, Blair hasn't heard this yet. So I want to just read it off. I'm going to let, I'm going to let Blair give her perspective. Okay, I'm ready. Um, Because this also like twisted a little bit. It had a bit of a sidestep. So Heather said that her order is a Chick-fil-A original sandwich. Okay. Solid. Good choice. Checkers fries. Yes. That's a you. That's awesome. Burger King onion rings. Oh, a Sonic cherry limeade. Oh, a Dairy Queen Oreo blizzard. Mm -hmm. And maybe, maybe a McDonald's apple pie. Wow. If that is not, Wow, that, is a that real, checks off a lot of boxes. That's a real I appreciate feast. the cherry limeade. Yeah, there was, I think there's a one, couple twists in there. It could be because I'm really like, you know, it is warm in summertime, but that sounds very refreshing. It does, yeah. Like, whew, what cherry a cherry limeade. Man, now I have to go find a Sonic. Yeah. So then I responded to Heather <laughs> with um something about. What about, you know, Taco Bell cinnamon twist, (laughs) which then kind of led us to think, what would happen if you had a McDonald's apple pie with a cinnamon twist at the same time? That's that sounds magical. You're getting the cinnamon crunch. Yep. You're getting the apple pie, which already has a bit of cinnamon in it. It does, but not enough. But now you're getting the crunch Mm -hmm. and the, you know, like, I think that we we really need to dig into cinnamon twist apple pie combo. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And listen, everybody. This is a tough one, but I I would be willing to take one for the team. Would you to do some kind of experimentation? I, I think I you would. really should I I, would. for for science. For science, I mean, at least for science. We yeah, love science I mean, around here. So. You know, people are staring out into the galaxy with telescopes, no, trying to get to Mars. Research and it's best. Apple pies yeah. and cinnamon twists. These are the things that we as humanity need to really better understand so i feel like cinnamon twist crumbled could be like a delicious ice cream <laughs> topping as well so like that's whoa that's my next suggestion if you're doing yeah. research is like yeah. how many ways can cinnamon twists be used okay yeah as a dessert yeah to everyone out there, if you want to yeah. send us a direct message with your thoughts with how cinnamon twist could be I mean, further extended. I'm just thinking it could be like crumbled on top of mm-hmm. a delicious blizzard situation. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot of good options, I think, that could happen with cinnamon Ooh, twists. Could you crumble it and make it into a pie crust? Ooh, uh, I'll <laughs> even take you one further. If you crumbled it up, made it into a cheesecake crust. Ooh, you know who should do the research on that? Your mm. mom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's a baker. Gonna, Maybe she could do a little. My, my yeah. If you could house. just show up with some ingredients and be like, hey, mom. Yeah. Yeah. We're doing science experiments. Yeah. She'll appreciate it's for academics. Yeah. Like, so, could we? Certainly, um, as we don't really frequent Taco Bell like we used to when we were like in our 20s. <laughs> no, not after one a night day, on the town. <laughs> yeah. Um, once or twice a year, Autumn and I will like be like, let's just go have the worst thing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's, KFC, you just get all things KFC. Oh, that's good too. Um, sometimes you just it. go all in on the BK dollar menu or something like that. Sure. Um, one time, I think late last year, we went all in on some like dollar tacos from Taco Bell, mm-hmm. and I bought eleven dollars of cinnamon twists. <laughs> I mean, that seems like a good use yeah. of your money. That yeah. Very budget friendly. And the thing, I can the, only imagine the number of cinnamon twists you got for eleven dollars. Well, the best thing about that is when you order it. Yes, Taco Bell. I think many of us can agree is the go-to stoner restaurant. Oh. You just get right. You get yeah. fifteen bucks. You can get so much stuff. All the things. It's um, like a buffet of fun. So the best part was I had this absurd request, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the person on the other end was just like. Fantastic. Let's yeah. go. That's, like, yeah. this is what didn't, we do. Didn't sway them in any way. <laughs> no. They were like, just 11. You yeah. sure? We're here Not to 12, party. 15, 20. Yeah. <laughs> you want to, you want to actually try and blow my socks off? Cause this right. is nothing. You need a bigger number. So yeah, it, it was all good. All good on all fronts, but I like it. I like it. We'll have Ooh. to, at some point talk about pizza. Cause that's not really a fast food, but like, yeah. Also a delicious meal. Oh, so good. Pre post. Yeah. Right. Um, so last weekend, cause we had just a Sunday last weekend, mm-hmm. um, we had ambitions, uh, to do a bunch of things kind of didn't pan out. And in the midst of our, like throw our hands in the air and call mm-hmm. it a Sunday, mm-hmm. we did get the Papa John's pepperoni stuffed crust pizza. Wow. So again, like we don't really do that. It's no, really funny. It's not, if I'm yeah. speaking to her right now, everyone's like, sounds like you get this stuff junk all food time. all the time. Do you eat a carrot um, ever? <laughs> no. I know the answer to that question, but you didn't have to answer. No. <laughs> no. But, um, but I yeah, like a smoothie. So- <laughs> I love a smoothie. I I get I get the the spinach. The I get spinach, the kale. That's right. See? Um, I put it all in there. And uh, my recent thing, which is really not mind-blowing at all i have all of the frozen fruits and all the frozen veggies Mm -hmm. but now i've been getting um just like ripe strawberries and i cut up a couple extra ripe strawberries that are not frozen and put them in for a little extra punch of there you go a flavor flavor uh so that's where i've been at but yep that's the secret all the things go in the blender yes put them all in there blend them up tell me like you know just forget about them you cover it with chocolate protein powder. You don't even know it's there. <laughs> that's the stuff. That's right. My favorite reel that's going around is the one where it's like, you have to set your body back to factory settings. And like <laughs> the one where it's like, is it kale? <laughs> uh-huh. mm-hmm. 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 
Yeah. Tell me nope. it's not kale. It's kale. <laughs> no. That one's my favorite right now. It makes me laugh really hard. Yeah. Kale's not a favorite for no. a lot of people. So, no. you know, they're like not interested as that being the factory reset. <laughs> no. I remember that period of time, and it still certainly is uh popular, but there was like that six month time in our lives where everyone was on like turn cauliflower into everything oh yeah yeah i was firmly against the entire thing I was do like, you know that people put cauliflower in their smoothies <laughs> no yeah they do for what <laughs> For like extra vegetable nutrition, like, you know, the cauliflower rice, the frozen cauliflower rice. Autumn just bought some cauliflower yep, rice. Put it in your smoothie. What does this do for me? I mean, you're getting a vegetable and the nutritional what? value associated with it. When some I look fiber. at cauliflower, I say there's nothing in there. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice filler to your smoothie. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. You don't hmm. have to do it, but I've, it's a thing. Call I've it, seen well, it. I could get some original cauliflower rice and toss that in. Mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't know any the better. The frozen one, I think. Yeah. You have to go frozen. Yeah. 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 Not, okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, the best part is if I just put enough blueberries and strawberries in there. And chocolate protein powder, you'll gone. never know. <laughs> gone. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. My mom likes to throw a cucumber in her smoothie. For those of you who can't see me, I am glaring. I'm glaring. She does glaring. a cucumber for some hydration. There's some hydration value to that. I'll just drink a cup of water while I'm drinking my smoothie. All right. Well, I'm just saying, if you get bored oh. with blueberries and you're looking for something new to add to your smoothie, cauliflower and cucumber. I I can I can. <laughs> I can get on board with the rice. I can, I can, the I think I can handle rice. the cauliflower rice. You could do that rice. over the cucumber? Oh, by miles. Yeah. <laughs> by miles. All right. I just, I can't imagine the cucumber blends to get all of the cucumberiness texture know. and all that stuff. Listen, I'm not trying to hate <laughs> over here, but I have tried cucumber and I'm like, why would I chew water? <laughs> It was, it's like watermelon though. Watermelon's watery. Yeah, but it's got like, like watermelon? some flavor. I mean, not, <laughs> I'm not overly fond of watermelon, <laughs> but when I ate a cucumber, I was like water with texture. I don't it's know easy. why I want to do this. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you need to put some stuff on it. So it tastes mm. even better, like hummus. Like some chocolate you love protein hummus. powder. No, <laughs> <laughs> like a hummus, maybe a little everything but the bagel seasoning and a smear of cream cheese. Sounds horrifying. Sounds Sounds horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> maybe this will be the new segment: things Sean tries, and then you report back for science. It's going to be a short segment. It's be a short show. <laughs> Let's uh to to round off to wrap up to we started come with fast full food circle, we're ending what if with... I put cinnamon twists on a cucumber? Ew, that sounds horrible. Yeah, it does. that would not be good. It does. Sounds that, terrible. That sounds terrible. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, uh I think I will actually try some cauliflower rice in my smoothie. It, okay, let me know how it um, goes. I can't wait for that morning text. <laughs> Yeah. 
you know it'll happen. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Well, well, congratulations, Heather. Heather. Yeah. Heather, we will follow up with you on uh, some for the run stuff. And because hers was so diverse, I'm going to have to ask her what kind of gift card she would want. I know. It might be yeah. different considering the current climate. Yeah. <laughs> she might specifically want more cherry limeade or great, yeah. more Dairy Queen blizzards. This is I a mean. good question. I think she's still in cake season, so she may lean toward the cherry limeade made stuff more than yeah 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 oh cake season what a wonderful thing yeah all right well on that note everybody we're gonna wrap this up thank you everybody if you've made it all the way here (laughs) just kudos i know good job you You guys are the best (laughs) that's right all right my friend well i will talk to you probably anywhere uh three three (laughs) minutes to 60 minutes from now i will talk to you again but for everyone else out there we'll we'll talk to you soon yeah thanks for listening to for your run a podcast brought to you by for the run Special thanks goes out to all of our supporters on Patreon, whose contributions and support help us put this all together and get it out into your ears. If you're interested in becoming a member of the For Your Run Pod family, you can learn more at patreon.com slash foryourrun. We hope this has been a pleasant break in your day, and we look forward to you bringing us along for your next run or whatever it is you have going on in your life. Till next time, run with heart, and we'll talk to you soon.